ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Relationships Rule. This is Janice Porter. I am your host, and my guest this week is Laura Fravel. And Laura is an executive brand strategist and coach who helps transform experts into influential thought leaders so they can create their greatest impact yet. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Janice. You're very welcome. Now, I know that you have worked um, in your former life. You were in television for many years. You were in, uh, you worked for National Geographic. You worked for NBC. I'm not actually sure what kind of roles you had. Were you on the production end? Were you on camera? What exactly did I, you I was a producer. A yeah. producer. producer so, and I developed a lot in development as well. So I helped develop the stories as well and pitch them. Ah, okay. So that would be, so the, uh, as a producer, do you go out and find the stories or do people bring them to you that are working under you and then you develop them? Like you said, a little bit of both. It often came from network heads who would have a genre or topic. And my job would be to go out and find the people, find the story, develop the story and make it happen. Basically. Interesting. So, um, you, you had a you have a quote in your bio that says that you have truly seen the power one person's story can have on the world if we know how to tell it. And so that's a huge um, burden on your shoulders to make sure that that the story comes comes across the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, do you have any and I, I'll start with this and then get it into the you know sort of business world. But I know you've got stories about people that have. That, whose stories you have told that have made a huge impact. Do you have one that comes to mind? Um, there's so many. Uh, sure. <laughs> so, you know, it goes spans from the, the TV world where, you know, time and time again, it would be, um, you know, someone, gosh, everything from, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 CEO telling their story to, oh my gosh, I've spoken to people on death row, to, you know, the moms whose child was on life support. Uh, and I think each and every single time, what stuck with me is through all of the people I've interviewed over the year, from every walk of life and every, every socioeconomic, if once you pull out that story from them, and oftentimes it's really hard or they're not even sure what their story is, once you put that out into the world, each and every time that person said, thank you, I had no idea my story could help someone else. I had no idea my expertise or knowledge could advance technology or inspire someone. Mm -hmm. So, um, examples it goes everything from you know like I was saying kind of the mother whose baby was on life support with whooping cough and she became a spokesperson for um, vaccinations um, which was super powerful to you know I work with business leaders these days I saw how powerful your story is 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have to be TV and media putting it out into the world. Now we all have those tools. Right. But here's, here's a question for you. So um, I remember, um, so I, I've been in the network marketing um, industry for many years. Yeah. And there there's always, back in the day, people used to say, you should always start by telling your story, like how you got into network marketing and, you know, how it helped you, you know, make a fortune. And like, they, you know, they, they would do this, this from A to Z kind of thing. And I used to think, I don't have a story like that. I don't have a story like these stories (laughs) kind of thing. I don't have that story. So, yeah. So I don't know if, if you say everybody says that and having the experience you have, I'm, I'm like, phew, because I, I never have felt I've had that kind of a story. And so I feel like sometimes people make it up and they embellish it and it just, it's not real. And you say, I, I saw, we talked about, uh, or I, I, in my notes, I've got, you know, you need to be authentic, but not vulnerable. So can you talk to me about how that, all that stuff that I just unpacked? Because <laughs> it's always been, I think, that is something universal I hear is I don't have a story or my story is boring. No one wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think it all comes one. We're so in our life, in our work that we have. It's so every day. We don't realize how powerful it can be sure. um, Two, you know, this story doesn't have to be, you know, I just used an example of a woman who's, you know, baby was on life support, but in each and every one of our lives, I think there is a deeper purpose and that's what drives our work. Um, I think even if you're in banking, crunching numbers every day, there's some purpose and passion that you can bring more into the work you do right now. And I truly believe that. And it's about kind of finding that purpose, relating it to the impact you have on people. I think that's a big thing is a lot of experts, um, executives, entrepreneurs, we all espouse what we do, our process, everything we know, instead of telling more of a story of the impact we have on people, because that's a story. Yes. Um, So when I was looking, when I first um, found you, or we first connected on LinkedIn, because that's where we met, right? Was on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And uh, no referral in this case, we just connected and we started a conversation. And um, I was actually taken by a story that you, and it was apparently an older uh, post that you had on there, but it showed up because somebody had just commented, or I went and looked at your, um, your post. And this one caught my eye because it was about your daughter and how your daughter um, and the conversation you were having with her in the car or something. Um yep. <laughs> Um, brought up and I love that she's a little entrepreneur by the way I think that's awesome but um, you know we always say from the mouths of babes right and um, and it's so true and you took a little anecdote is that the word Mm -hmm. anecdote right anecdote from um, that experience with your daughter and turned it into a business lesson and I'm not I don't feel I have that talent to do that but that's a really good tool so when you're working with your clients and bringing out their story and showing them how to um, be that storyteller. If in fact, you yes. do. Yep. yeah, that's exactly what I do. How does that work? How do you, how do you make that come out of them? Because I'd love that help. 
Yeah, well, I think it, it's two part. One, you know, what's just your story? Kind of like what I, I was just saying. Yes. What impact do you have on people and how do you articulate? How do you communicate right. that? And I think a lot of that is breaking down the corporate box that we've all been taught to be in or, you know, that profession, you can even just call it a professional, you know, what professional is and being able to show up more authentic. Um, so what's your story? How do you, what do you stand for and how do you have an impact on people? So that's kind of the story, which we distill, I distill yes. with clients. Um, and then you can bring storytelling into your social media, your presentations in front of investors or stakeholders or potential clients. Because um, kind of going back to what you do, Janice, is to me, stories are how we connect with other people. It's how we build that trust. Mm -hmm. And we build trust quicker is by sharing these stories and coming, showing up more authentic. Yeah, um, yeah and so, often, I was just going to say, and often, um, in a way that is not expected, perhaps, from the person that you're trying to get to know. I don't know. I'm just looking quickly to see if when I first met you, did I talk about, no, I don't know if I did. Did I talk about my, uh, no, I found a common person that we had in, com a person we had in common. That's how I started our conversation. Quite often on LinkedIn, one thing I do do is I send a message to people that sort of takes them off guard and asks them, you know, what can you tell me about you that isn't on your LinkedIn profile? Yeah. And so I think if that's what you're talking about, I can't, you know, I, I do try to be um, in, I'm an informal person to begin with. I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't like being formal about things. And so maybe that breaks the barrier a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, Professional does not have to mean showing up perfect. To me, we should be professional showing up with perspective and personality because that's really how we connect with people is by right. seeing, you know, the other person's true self, not some, you know, a mask, a professional mask on. That's how we better connect with people. And I think that's the beauty of storytelling is it allows us to connect with people in a deeper, more meaningful way and build trust quicker. Mm -hmm. and, you know, in the business sense, then close deals quicker, yeah. uh, attract the opportunities you love, the clients you love uh, working with. Um, but I think kind of going back to, you were mentioning the LinkedIn post, I think every day we have stories all around us. We are walking, living, breathing stories. You know, you walk to a coffee shop to go get grab a coffee and there's some story in that. I think the key is always in the business sense, like mm -hmm. say on LinkedIn, how do you tie that story back to something your audience needs to hear? Do, what do they need to be educated, inspired, or entertained about? Ooh, I like that. Okay. So, yeah. and that, so educated, inspired or entertained right those are the mm -hmm. yeah those are the three key things yeah so you know you think about all those pain points that maybe your client has the audience you're speaking and trying to influence has you know sometimes it's not just pain points but it's what they need to be educated on to be able to know to buy your services mm -hmm. so how can you tie those things so in the example you gave 
with my daughter, she was peppering just for your audience. So they know she just started peppering me with questions about my work and well, mom, you know, what do you want to do next? And I was like, I love what I do. She's like, but isn't there something? And I mentioned if I ever were, you know, to expand, I would love to, you know, maybe a nonprofit arm or something and help women, children in developing nations. And she's just like, well, why aren't you doing it then? I was like, well, it's harder than that. And so the the conversation went on like that. And really that was just a conversation with my daughter, but how did I tie it back to to business is in the end, I said, every, every entrepreneur, every person should have a 12 year old business coach because they are fearless. They are visionary. There's nothing holding them back. So, which is really delightful and so true. And I, I think what I saw in that was the fact that it seemed so uh, seamless to tell that story and put the lesson in there. And I don't think that way. I guess it's a, I guess you have to train yourself to ask those questions when you have, you know, an experience like with my little three-year-old granddaughter, I, I watch her in awe sometimes with right now she's into jigsaw puzzles and she's phenomenal at doing them. And it's really interesting and I'll do it with her the first time. And then, you know, my, maybe point something out about the corners or the edges or something like that. And then the next time she just goes and does it. She's three. And I think, hmm. So now that I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, lesson there, or there's there's something there to teach because she's teaching me. But I'm just in awe of how how quickly she she learns it. So and you could, you know, right there could be how every connection we come across we're able to give and get learn just as much from our connections as we can give to them. Yes, um, I know exactly. So I just have to maybe um, it's a, it's a skill you can learn how to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, often how I work with clients is just sitting down and almost interviewing them for an hour and then just, Oh my gosh. A, you know, one hour Zoom call is just filled with, you know, if we're sticking with LinkedIn, say, filled with LinkedIn posts. And you can just show the, you know, I can show people how yeah. you can turn these little snippets all into stories, whether it be for LinkedIn, whether it be speaking on stage, whether it be talking with a potential client you're trying to close a deal with. That's interesting too to me because when I work with my clients, I'll develop their LinkedIn profile with them. And Mm -hmm. part of that, a big part of that initially is their about section, which is their narrative and it's their story, so to speak. It doesn't have to, right? It's not their bio. It's what they, how they um, help their clients and what problems they solve and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm pulling stuff out of them. So in in essence, I'm, I'm doing that in a way, but for a different purpose. So yeah. And I don't yeah. worry so much on the posting and the content. I'm about the relationship building. So it gives me some food for thought. And I love that. That's, that's, that's great. Now, today, part of your business is speaking, correct? Is that? Mm-hmm. You yeah, it is. Yeah. Speaking and kind of facilitating for certain organizations as well. So when you speak to an audience, Mm-hmm. Even in a facilitation role, but maybe not so much more that you're the, the speaker, you're in front of everybody, um, they're all, all eyes are on you. Um, do you have any tricks of the trade that you use to 
um, soften the audience to engage the audience quite quickly so that, you know, they're on side. Is there anything that you do? Uh, that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go right back. Um, I almost always try to open with some a story story that it's either relatable or, you know, people can get a little chuckle out of um, some dilemma in my personal life that I just overcame. Um, a, a perfect example is right after COVID, I was speaking to a group of women from various industries. And uh, it was the my first in-person post-COVID talk. And I joked about, you know, what am I going to wear? Like, oh my God, I've only had to be like from the top up for so long on Zoom. And um, so I went through a little story about, you know, dilemma of what to wear post-COVID. And how does that relate back to my talk and what I was, and businesses? Well, how many times do we put masks on or dress dress ourselves up and don't present our authentic selves. So it was a little bit more about, you know, um, I did the very same showing thing. up. In. Yeah. I did the very same thing. I just did my first in-person present. It wasn't a presentation as much as a training, but for um, a group of uh, mortgage brokers and it, it was a couple of weeks ago and I went through the same thing. I didn't have any shoes to wear. I didn't know what shoes. Yeah. To wear. <laughs> and so um I did two things at the beginning of mine. One was I said, I, I, I came in my running shoes, but I put, I brought my boots just so I could stand higher, you know, kind of thing. Yep. Um, I wasn't used to wearing shoes. And the second was, second thing was I had um, been working on um, uh, uh, demonstrating a, uh, a, a feature on LinkedIn on my phone, because you can only do it from your phone. So I was looking at Zoom at home, and I was trying to make sure my phone went up on the Zoom. And then when I was driving there, I thought, why did I do that? I'm not going to be on Zoom, I'm going to be face to face with them. I don't, <laughs> right? So it was so weird. And I told both those stories, too. I didn't relate them so much like you did. It was just an icebreaker for me. But I think exactly. Yeah. That's sometimes that's all it has to be. But I think those it just makes people like, I think, breathe a sigh of real. Ah, she's real. She's, yeah. I can connect to her. Yeah. Um, that, that's and it, it's, there's even all kinds of really cool, which I love geeking out on, but like brain science that when you tell stories as a speaker, when you tell stories, and when I say speaker, it could just be you standing up and giving a pr presentation to potential clients, investors, whatever it might be. But when you tell a story, literally the audiences they release I forget what it is um like dopamine serotonin there's dopamine. a chemical or yeah there's a chemical reaction in our bodies when we hear stories and those chemicals make us trust the speaker more you know um I as you know my um part of my business is greeting cards and gifts and when I'm doing a little bit of present sometimes a presentation around um, send out cards, which is a company that I'm affiliated with. Mm -hmm. I, um, I'll talk about, you know, people will say, well, I, I emailed them or I send a text or whatever. And I say, there's a major difference though, between sending a tangible touch, a real card, because it takes people from their head to their heart. And that's exactly why, because your dopamine is, is released and it's a feel good thing. Right. And so it's it exactly is, yeah. the thing. and, and, um, and 
people get it when you when you when they get a card. That's when they get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so part of your business is um, branding, right? Your brand strategist, and um, when should like how often should somebody rebrand? If they're a you know small business owner, not so much the big companies, but you know uh, independent consultants, um, coaches, um, uh, small business owners, how often yeah. do you brand? Well, the way I approach it, so I don't necessarily brand a company as a whole. I'm a little bit more executive branding, so I deal a little bit more one on one with either executives or entrepreneurs. So the way I approach it, um, if you are, if you do own your own business, you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, you are the face of your brand right now. Um, You know, even if you'd like to not to grow to not be your face, you know, uh, you need to be out there building trust with your clients. So I help them develop okay, who are you? What do you stand for? What are you known for? What do you want to be known for? And how are you differentiating yourself from all of the other, you know, business consultants out there or, you know, fractional CFOs out there or whatever it might be. Buzzword, right? Fractional C. (laughs) So there's a lot of people, especially I think right now who have left the corporate world. They have, you know, two, three decades of amazing experience under their belt. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a feeling of a little bit of a loss of identity a lot of times because you leave, you leave this you know, title, company name, you've been really successful, you have amazing knowledge, and then you feel just like every other business consultant or you know, whatever it might be out there. So that's, that's how I approach branding a little bit more is, okay, who are you? What mm-hmm. differentiates you? What's your unique value? Now let's come up with the words to articulate who you are to the world. Okay. So yeah. I don't deal as much with, you know, let's rebrand your website. I don't deal with the assets, the logos, the website, that type of thing. Right. I understand. And so what would you say, um, what differentiates you? <laughs> That's a good question. I I truly believe that kind of coming from 20 years in TV and media and having interviewed over a hundred people and pulled out stories, because um, I was more in you know documentary television. So it was all real people, real circumstances. Um I truly, truly seen the power one person's story can have, but it really does come down to how are you? you know, do you have clarity on it? How are you articulating that? Because then people also get stuck on, you know, what are the words to communicate that? And then um, putting yourself out there. So I think that's what differentiates me from a lot of other kind of executive branding, personal branding coaches out there is. So have you ever been in a situation or would would that be a completely different sort of uh, um, career type or, or um, step aside from you kind of thing. I keep thinking, I don't know why, but what's coming to my mind, and this is what happens with me sometimes in these interviews, what's coming to my mind is 
when I think of personal branding is um, um, scandal, you know, that TV show. Yep. Yep. A lot of people. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, which, you know, I struggle with using that word because there is sometimes often a bad connotation of it, you know, ego driven, you want to be famous, whereas I think that's the farthest from the truth. Like personal branding to me is personal development. It is stopping your rat race, you know, you know, you're stopping, you know, getting off that ladder that you've been climbing possibly to not the direction you want to be going, digging deep and understanding, okay, where is it I want to go with my work, my business, my career? What, you know, what's my deeper purpose? What lights me up now? Yeah, I, I didn't mean it in that that your role was, you know, to do what Kerry Washington did in Scandal and like uh, recreate yeah, yeah. people's brand because they made such a mess of it. Um, but it did make me think of that because it is really about um, uh, uh, maybe before they get to that point where she worked with them. It's, it's really about developing and having you as a person. Um, stand tall in who you are and right and 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 be able to articulate that to the world it is amazing when you get clarity on who you are where you want to go what you want to stand for and I'm not saying like ditch the work you're doing but how do you bring that more into the work that brings you the income you need right Um, when you get clarity on that and then you're able to communicate it, suddenly your confidence also just snowballs. Totally true. I get that. I get that. And um, like you said, you just can stand tall and who you are. And then from there, it's, it's just amazing. Then it's like you attract, you don't attract all the clients you can't stand working with. You attract the clients you really resonate, who you can really help, who you really enjoy working with, as well as, you know, those opportunities that really light you up. So this is a good time to ask my favorite question because um, I am very curious and curiosity is my favorite word. And I like sometimes to ask my guests their take on that word. So my question is two part. My question is, do you think, part one, do you think that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two is what are you most curious about today? I think curiosity is innate. I mean, if you look at children, they're always curious. I think we sometimes just get it stamped out of us. (laughs) Um, You know, just like we get playfulness, I think, stamped out of us. You know, we're still in the, especially once you enter the working world and that sort of thing. Um, And what was the second part of the question again? The second part is, what are you most curious about today? Oh, Oh my goodness. What am I not curious about? (laughs) Uh, You're a curious person also. I, I think I'm just a very curious to me. I'm, especially in what I do, I think I'm very curiously driven because I love, I mean, I guess what am I most curious about? It's other people learning from other people. I love connecting with other people, hearing their stories, hearing, where they want to go, what lights them up, what their vision is. Um, And I think that, you know, really um, 
it's probably why I love what I do and I'm good at what I do is because I have that curiosity for people and their stories. Yeah. I think and the world that, that you have to be, if you're, if you're interviewing people and you're trying to bring the best out in them for your story or for their brand or for a TV show or whatever, you have to be curious, right? You can't do that, that role or that job if you're not, because it, it stuff gets missed. I mean, at least, well, and I love that you asked that question because I think curiosity is the basis of connection. I mean, we're talking about stories, but first and foremost, you have to be curious about other people to connect with them, to ask them questions, hear their stories, pull their stories out of them. But you also have to be curious about yourself and, you know, dig deep and think about, you know, who am I? Who is my authentic self? What story do I want to be telling the world? To yeah. So you have to be curious about yourself to connect with yourself. You have to be curious about others to connect with them. So I'm curious. Um, uh -huh. We have two daughters, I think. Yes, two daughters. I do. Yep, they, two girls. Are they curious or is one curious and one not? Or where do they fit in there? Because they're 12 and I think, how old are well, they? Well, that, that post was from a little while ago. They're, yeah. now, um, they're now 10 and 14, actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So do you think your kids are curious people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, I, I think I, I don't know. I think it's innate, but I think that um, it can be developed and as well as it can be mm -hmm. squished, squashed in people. But, absolutely. Um, but I do, I do think one of my daughters is more curious than the other. So it's like, you know, I just wanted, I think it's personality type as well. That's true. I, one of mine is probably more curious than the other as well. Um, I think in different ways though, too. Yes, yes of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. One was more curious and one was more curious, has always been more curious about the outside world. I think the other one, a little bit more curious about in a more imaginative way. Nice. Um, so that's, anyway. cool. that's, but really that's a great, a great point. I, I love that question. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, what was I going to say? Um, I was going to say that, um, do people come to you or do you find people for your work today? They, they largely come to me. Um, okay. it's usually, um reputation on, they find you from uh, referral, like you know somebody else has worked with you that kind of thing yeah part referral part finding me on linkedin part speaking i think those are the the large ways it's a lot of me um i truly believe you need to put yourself out there to be able to attract what you want mm -hmm. and the opportunities and clients that sort of thing and um I know something we were talking earlier, you know, one of the biggest things I think I did wrong in developing my business, or I'm not sure it's wrong, but I should have done earlier. My biggest advice to everyone I always say is, you know, don't wait until it's perfect. Just start putting it out there. Start putting your ideas, your perspective. That's what's going to gain you, you know, clients and traction and that sort of thing. Right. This is all really interesting. So um, what are you looking for today? Uh, what kind of, what kind, what's your, your not perfect client, but what's your best client to work with that you love to work with? 
I love people. Um, it's, you know, 50-50 people, uh, entrepreneurs who have struck out on their own. Um, the other 50 are usually executive leaders within, still within a company. But the common is they are purpose-driven. They feel they have an amazing expertise and knowledge and experience behind them, yet they still want to create impact, have more meaning in their work. So hence, they know they need to and want to put themselves out there, and they can, and they probably have a story, but maybe they're not sure what it is, or maybe they're not sure how to articulate it. Um, you're going to really going to coach them to be that person that they they that you know they can be yeah it's it's part you know kind of uh part tangible like we come up with your story we write it your bio your like how do you introduce yourself so I really help them get clear on that story and the words to communicate it so it's definitely some messaging basically mm -hmm. and then the other part is a little bit more coaching yeah to okay now we know what you stand for. We know what, you know, here's your top three, four talking points. Yeah. How are you, you know, who, what audience do you need to get in, in front of most to influence? How are you getting out in front of them? So it's part strategy as well. And then almost like content coaching, like, yes. Yeah. You know, what's the article you're writing? What's the post you're putting out there? How can you grab people a little bit more with storytelling? Yeah. So it's handholding really in a, in a way, isn't it? It feels like, you know, till they get the rhythm of what you've taught them or what you've brought out of them. And I think, I think it's more bringing, I think it's less handholding and more, I'd say validating, ah. giving people validation, um, some tools and the validation that yes, that's, this you got is it. an amazing story like own it yeah um i think a lot of, i i think also it's so much of if you're of a certain age we've been taught you know going back to the professional world we've been taught in a professional world to show up act conform be a certain way in business and i think the world has changed mm -hmm. and there's so much noise out there that to break through the noise you need to show your purpose more you need to have more of a perspective you have to show more personality um mm -hmm. you can still be professional and do that of course great advice really interesting um I could dig deeper into this topic you may have to come back so <laughs> being here Laura thank you so much my last question for you is um where can people find you and I I will put it in the show notes I, I love connecting with people mm -hmm. just like you do. So uh, my website is simply laurafravel.com. And I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Again, it's, you've got your name on there as your, uh, uh, your uh, URL has your name at the end of it for LinkedIn as well. So it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for your wisdom. And uh, I, I'm going to think a little bit more about those stories that uh, come up for me and how I can, I, I, you've encouraged me in a way to start looking at that. We'll see. It's all about time too. And, and uh, choosing what you do with it. So, and it's a balance, you know, yeah. you have, you can give tips and straightforward 
tricks and knowledge to your, absolutely to your, your audience, and then sprinkle some stories in there as well. Yeah. That's what makes you human. And that's what people right. can do, right? Yeah, totally. Right. Thank you again, for being here much. Appreciated. Oh, and thank you for, thank you for having me. My pleasure. And to my audience, thank you for being here and for being loyal listeners. Please, if you like what you heard, go and visit Laura at her website. And also please leave a review if you liked what you heard and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.